Psyched you out, didn't I? You can't go to Egypt. Not yet. I wish this day hadn't come so fast. You see, I truly wanted your pain to last. <laughs> face up, face up, face down. Attack or defend. Face up, face down. This battle's to the end. Face up, face, face down. Stay on guard. Face up. What the fuck is up, Julius? Hello and welcome to Pod of Great the World's number one Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, sponsored, as always, by Bakaiba Corp. Uh, I am Sarah, also known as Revolutionary Duelist Siegfried. I'm Dan, aka uh, I'm watching you, Seto Kaiba. And today we have a very special returning guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Sebastian. I don't have a cool monster nickname, but uh, let's go with Blue Eyes. Why not? Hell right. yeah. Um. So yeah, you, you've you've been on before, so we've already heard your history with Yu-Gi-Oh. Um. So I guess I, I'm trying to think of something to ask. How have you been? How have you been? Honestly, I'm doing all right. Um, I'm very glad for the existence of Yu-Gi-Oh amidst all this pandemic and. Uh, Netflix mm-hmm. Canada used to have all five seasons of Duel Monsters, but recently I went on and it and it had been cut down to three, and so I'm like, okay, friendship with Netflix ended. Crunchyroll is my best friend now, so yeah, 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 yeah. I think we we recently found out that you can just go to YuGiOh.com and watch episodes of the top. Oh, really? Yeah, you didn't used um, to be able to do that back in the day. <laughs> Thanks, YuGiOh.com. Yeah, yeah. Wow, official okay. sponsor of the show. Well, thank you. Good to know. Um. Yeah, and Dan, how have you been? I've been doing pretty good. Uh, let's see, I I got my uh, Trump fun bucks. Uh, nice, nice, nice. I'm looking towards uh, building a new PC. Um, fun quarantine activities. Um, yeah, I've been like getting quite a lot of dice orders. I don't know, people are just like in quarantine thinking, oh, you know what I could do with some really fucking big dice. So I've just been like quite actually busy fulfilling those. Oh, so that's good. It's been great. It's been great. And obviously, I've been like, what, making a lot of cosplays, just cosplay after cosplay after cosplay. Um, yeah, y'all want to talk about Yu Gi Oh? Yeah. Yes. Um, Sebastian, when do you remember what the last episode you were on here was? Uh, I believe it was Kyber versus Pegasus. Damn! Like back in uh, back in season one. Yeah, mm. shit. It's been, a, it's been while. a hot minute. Been a hot minute. Um, yeah, and also honestly, you. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna. You said to me before we started recording that you watched both the sub and the dub. I did. I watched both the seven and the dub for these episodes that we're about to discuss. But honestly, I'm really thrilled that you've asked me to be back. Uh, I'm very happy, uh, especially for this season, because uh, I just love everything that focuses on Kaiba. So thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, um, first thing that I want to mention about the sub is that we have a new intro. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if that was there last week, because I haven't seen last week's episode. But I was very excited to see, like, Yummy Pharaoh mode. Verification. Yes. Yes. I was. I was wondering because uh, we also we got a new intro this season for at least for this arc, and 
like part of it did involve like this shot of like the Pharaoh's sarcophagus and all the Millennium items. Was that in the new OP? Yeah, like honestly, the new OP is like it's like the fucking second JoJo Part Five OP, where like if you know what happens, it spoils everything, but it's also fine out of context. <laughs> Like, it's very much, here are all the Millennium items, and here are all the characters that you'll meet in Millennium World that mean nothing to you right now, but will very soon. Um, It's quite a lot. I really like it, actually. Um, cool. You know, there's a funky new kind of Bakura version that we haven't seen before. Oh, yes. What? Yeah. And also just, the I was kind of getting really bored of the old music. It, I, it had just been there for too long. Um... Yeah, okay, so uh, I don't have that many notes for this episode. Um, like, it's the first time I'd ever seen, like, the Kaiba Dome and stuff like that, and all these weird duelists who just oh my look like that, huh? Like, yeah. there's a guy whose monkey duels for him, which kind of rules, actually. Yeah, and there's a, there's a guy who's, like, supposedly a man-eater who's, like, Eth- what is it, Ethan Shark? I think that's his name. His name is yeah. Ethan Shark! His name is Ethan Shark! Yeah. Yeah. What a name! Name of the year. He's from Australia. Yep. God. <laughs> um, and also the Kaiba Dome looks like it is a big trilobite. It's very good to see. I love it. Yeah. Oh. Also, um, in the Japanese, the Kaiba Dome, it's, it's like the letters are split up in such a way that it's like Kaiba do me. Hell yeah. And I thought that was amusing. They removed the letters in the, in the dub because I suppose, you know, Americans can't read. Um, I just think they took it out because it looks like it says Kaiba Doomy. Oh, okay. I mean, just, like, they tend to take out writing all over the place in the dub. Mm, that is true. I can't, can't have these kids reading. Yeah. Um, detriment to society. Um, so yeah, we kind of open up some shots of uh, Kaiba Land and, like, the squad are sort of in the, like, dealing green room, just talking about stuff. Um, yep. Joey's just really excited to be here. Siegfried is also there, and he's all like dismissive of Janoichi, and Joey gets really mad at him and stuff. Yeah, that's um, about the same. Pretty much. Um, Rebecca, or fucking Becky, or whatever her name is, does say the line like, Janoichi, thinking won't help you. Yeah, thinking won't help you. <laughs> I love it. Um,. And they, you know, Joey and Siegfried are gonna duel, and they kind of head off to do that. Uh, Mukaba kind of like comes after them. And my big note for this is oh. Mukaba haircut. I also do have a note for this. Um, mm-hmm. Yugi's response to Mokuba is very different in both of the versions, and I feel like he's really uh-huh. going through it in the dub. Oh my goodness. Um, he says, uh, "Just, just, just for once, like, I want to know, you know, I want to duel uh, without worrying about who's trying to take over the world." And in the Japanese, he's like, oh, I'm just sad because all the duelists came from all over the world and I want them to enjoy the tournament. But, like, nah, I feel bad for him in the dub. Well, yeah, like, because I, I watch the dub, but it's just... Mokuba, because Mokuba comes up and tells them, he's like, hey, gang, like, someone's trying to hack into the tournament and, like, fuck it up. And Yugi's just like, but I was just here to have... I was just here to have fun. Like, why is the stakes gonna be real? They were all just... Yeah, I'm so sad about I honestly like like that because like he's doing all this like wild shadow game stuff and filler arc with the Illuminati 
just wants to play some card games. Please just yeah. let me play just some card games without my yeah. life being at stake for once, please. Yeah, let you be duel. But I mean, it's interesting though because um, I do like Siegfried if um, if because he's like I think only the second like antagonist who doesn't know anything about Yami's existence. So really, I think he like Yugi gets off pretty easy in this arc. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, it's just so fresh for someone not to be after my pharaonic blood or uh, Yeah, whatever. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but a bit. Oh, we get to see, we see Kaiba in his suit. He looks so fucking bad oh. in the white suit. Yeah. We were talking about this one. It's just no shoulder pads. I'm so sad. Or yeah. It's it's not nearly as dramatic. Like it's it's fine, but like I feel like you know when later when he shows up in later episodes with the jetpack, I'm like, okay, yeah, you you're compensating a bit. You need to like, yeah. Also, um, the nature of uh, Siegfried's taunts is a little bit different when they head off uh, to go duel. Um, I think in the dub he says he he makes a couple of remarks about Joey's fashion sense, but in the Japanese he says, oh, you don't even have one percent chance of winning. And later on in the episode, he's shown to be kind of calculating, and I'm like, I wonder what how he got that one percent. I just like that. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mainly in the Japanese, he's just like dismissive of Joey, and Joey doesn't like being ignored. Yeah, uh, very much like a puppy in that sense. I mean, um, that's been a theme, isn't it? Like mm, Joey themes. is just a puppy. Joey is a furry. Joey is just yeah. All confirmed. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing that. Uh, happens when Mokuba comes and talks to them is Mokuba's like, hey, have you seen anyone suspicious? And Honda's like, yeah, yeah, like Rex and Weevil are here. And Mokuba's like, ha ha, we no. kicked them out already. We Don't send worry them back to Japan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's like I... footage of a plane. It rules. I missed last week's episodes, but they showed in the recap thing that uh, they came by, but were one-shotted by uh, by uh, Siegfried. Yes. Yeah, that's like a plot point in these episodes where Joey's like, oh, he's gonna draw the card he one-shotted Rex and Weevil with. <gasps> um, but yeah, sort of moving on, you know, there's a bunch of duelists are gonna duel. Oh, I have a oh. big big note for me. Uh, they're they're literally dueling on the rides. Hmm. Oh yeah, they Elliot are. was right, and I'm mad about it. Why you always gotta be right? Huh, I guess they're technically not riding them while in it, but... No, Rebecca's I... dueling in the Ferris wheel. Oh yeah. shit! You're right. You're yeah. right. And the the like that Leon kid is like in the is haunted it... house. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a haunted house is a ride, right? Yeah, he's in Eddie Murphy's the haunted mansion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, haunted house is an attraction, if not a ride. Um. Yeah. Also, I really love all of the all of the shots of the duelists getting ready because it's just so like Yu-Gi-Oh. It's like peak Yu-Gi-Oh with the split screens. Everyone is getting the duel discs ready you know all eight of them are like let's do it love it honestly whenever like four duels started at once i was like oh fuck i hope we don't have to like watch the other three and then we didn't it was fine yeah um but i just yeah, liked like... the the um the preparation sequence one of my mm-hmm. favorite things about Yu-Gi-Oh. just mm-hmm. it's there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so yeah joey and sig like start dealing they're in like the lava zone yeah, like there's a kind of it's like a roller it's a roller coaster because um you know the gang arrives in one of the in the actual like ride car so it's a roller coaster but okay, I have but no it, like, idea why it's like lava it goes through lava. some lava field yeah um 
Because basically, what I want to talk about the lava, it is intrinsically tied to why I don't like Siegfried in these episodes. And it's just because he looks bad in the lighting. Right, that is his a color very valid palette reason. His completely color palette washed out. Yeah, it's also just... the, yeah, the color of his eyes changes. His suit looks kind of like yellowy pink, and it's not it's not great. Like I wanna I wanna see this boy in like a I wanna see this boy in inside the fucking Fire Emblem Tea Time Mode Garden where it's like nicely lit, all green. Oh yeah, some teacups in front of him. That's where I, I wanna see Siegfried. I want. Perfect, I don't want to. I want perfect tea time with Siegfried, please. I want perfect. You'd be so good! Like, you'd just stare at him and he'd be like, Hello, yes, I look really yeah, good. Yeah, although I do have I'd one- Siegfried to ride on the cups. Yeah. <laughs> oh although I do have one question. Okay, so in the Japanese, um, this is the first time that I'd watched uh, Sieg in the Japanese, but I don't know enough about the language to know if he has a German accent in the Japanese. I don't think so. Because we've- Wait, no, I'm- No, I'm thinking of Jojo, where people had Italian accents in Japanese. And it, like, didn't sound remotely like anything like that to me. It's just, his voice is just kind of suave. Yeah, it's also very, very deep. And I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as opposed to the dub where he sounds like <laughs> Magic Brian. Yeah, he, he honestly, he sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I don't know. I'll never know because I don't think I have the capacity to watch it I don't think I could take it I mm, no yeah so, but honestly yeah. Uh, no, that's a good point about that's a good point about uh, about Siegfried not looking good in the episode he does not it, it's not peak Siegfried but I think that I, I still like him because I like what he does in the episode and I like how he interacts with Kaiba in the flashback like I like all of that yeah, speaking of Kaiba, so throughout the whole duel, Siegfried's like keeps looking on over to the like CCTV cameras where like Kaiba Kaiba is watching and he's like, Oh Kaiba, are you watching me? Yeah. Oh. Kaiba. Um he's got a little bit of a like cake for it. Oh yeah, um, he one hundred percent. He's an exhibitionist. Oh no. <laughs> no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> this uh. catch this motherfucker on the nudist beach. Um, yeah. You know it, um, but yeah. During the second turn of the duel, like the whole of Kaibaland gets like hacked. All the rides start, like the Ferris wheel starts spinning really fast, and the magma starts sh sh shooting all over the place and stuff. Um, and then Kaiba's just there, like counter hacking, being like, oh, "Who's hacked Kaiba? Someone's hacked Kaibaland!" Ah! Yeah, um, and, I like and then we get the flashback. Hmm? Yeah, but I, I do like the line in the dub because he says, oh, he's trying to run through all of the people who it could possibly be. Like, could it be Rebecca? Like, no, even she couldn't do this. But the only person who I could pull off a brilliant scheme like this is me. And I think that's a brilliant line. <laughs> love it. Yeah, I love it. Great, char you, great characterization in the dub. Um, but we get like a flashback to whenever Kaiba was a kid and he was at a fancy party and he met basically baby Siegfried. Yeah. Um, he still has like the Hime cut, but just his hair is like shoulder length instead of butt length. Yeah. Um, very cute. Very cute. Love this child. Um, so like they're at the fancy party and it's all in like sepia tones and then the lights start flickering and baby Siegfried is like, oh, I've hacked into the lighting. I, I know you can yeah. do this too. Oh, I'm hacker baby. Yeah. And okay, honestly, I don't understand that. 
Um, because I suppose nowadays he could do this. He could be like, hey, Google, fuck with the lights. The but thing is... I don't understand how the lighting system is connected to their computers. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I've, I've written in my notes, this confirms that Kyber Corp had Wi-Fi controlled lighting before anyone else in the world had it. Yeah, exactly. And um, in the Japanese, Sieg actually says, you know, you could do it too. Let's be friends. But he doesn't actually make that offer in the dub. Oh, interesting. Yeah. We realize let's be hacker baby together. Yeah. Um But yeah, that's kind of it that I've got for the flashback. I like to see Baby Kaiba again. Always like to see Baby Kaiba. I yeah. do too. Yeah. It's just funny because like Seek has not changed his appearance whatsoever since when he was a kid. And so I'm like, Kaiba, did you really need to go on that whole flashback in order to determine <laughs> that it was him? Like, come on. <laughs> also, um, in a similar kind of vein, I'm like Siegfried entered the tournament under a different name, but he has this very obvious German accent in the dub. So I'm like, how is this difficult for you to to figure out? You know? Yeah, I mean, there is only one German. Exactly. You get one. So, and then you know, um, Roland comes in, and uh, Kaiba's like, you know, do another background check, um, see if you can find out if uh, Siegfried is connected to the Schroeder to the von Schroeder family, and it's like. Come on, Kaiba. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just a little detail. I do appreciate that Gozabura's got like chemo by his side. Uh, he I, does. Yeah, like when he mm. like chemo goes over to Gozabura and just like whispers to him that they got hacked. Uh, I think like... lifetime service award for um, what's his chemo? Isono. Yeah. Roland? Whatever is Lifetime uh, Service uh, Award. Roland is Kaiba's one. Chemo, uh, I think, Kimo works for Pegasus. And, yeah. He's, you know, the pointy hair. I know, pointy yeah. hair guy. Yeah, pointy yeah. hair guy. Um, nice. Just, someday they'll be able to retire. Um, maybe. Yeah. Um, my next note is economy? if we go back to <laughs> this economy, let Isono retire. Um, the next note I have is that we go back to the deal. Some dealing happens. Uh, Sieg plays Pot of Greed. Yes. Oh yes, he does. And so in in the dub, he says, "You know what that means, don't you?" And I'm like, "Actually, no, Siegfried. I have never. I do not." Please, Please tell us what Pot of Greed Please. does. What does it do? What does it do, Siegfried? Yeah, I need to know. So that's good. Also, um, Joey Swordsman of Landstar, in both versions, uh, he equips it uh, He equips it with another card, and then it's supposed to raise its attack points by 600. But uh, the device that it actually gives um, the monster, it says, t- um, like, 500. So I just thought that was an interesting inconsistency. Yeah, and doesn't, doesn't like, uh, the thing he gives, sort like, not Swordsman. Uh, so Brigadier Bri- of Landstar. Brigadier of Landstar. It's, he gives him a minigun? I, I just love seeing this cartoon... Uh, Kirby boss just carrying around a big mini gun. <laughs> yeah, gun. it's very funny. Um, yeah, I've taken I've taken my my shot there. Um, same old rhubarb gin. I'll let you guys know when I get some new drinks. It's just uh, Dr Pepper for me. Hell yeah! Famous Stay drink flavored soda. <laughs> um, more. The only thing I've got about the deal is that like Yami is really suspicious of Siegfried, he's like, this guy's just milling through his deck, trying to find this one card. Well, um, which, yeah, he is. I mean, his his entire strategy revolves around him having to have that card, and so I like, I actually really like his deck build. It's very smart. 
His deck build. Okay, it's I have some more notes on this. It's, His deck yeah. build is just lesbians. Yes, it is. And I support <laughs> this. I I love it. You know, what's a himbo without his lesbian gang? 40 cards of lesbians. Some yep. of them are magical, some of them equipped to other lesbians. Beautiful. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And uh, all of them. It's, it's a brilliant build. And also, I love the Japanese because uh, when the Valkyries show up, we actually do get to hear Ride of the Valkyries. Yes. And they do not, oh, they very nice. much do not have that in the dub. And I think it's a loss. Like, yeah, it's really beautiful. I'm really sad to know that because, like, isn't Ride of the Valkyries public domain or did they have I mean, to pay someone? Wagner's been dead for. I don't know, like 150 yeah. slutty, slutty years? Yeah, so I think it's fine, but also, like, maybe it's... I don't know. I don't know Wagner died in 1883. Yeah. Let four kids just... It fucking slaps! It does, it's the like, slaps. It's his fucking one good song in the whole of the ring cycle. And yeah. I it's loved free it. music. It's... Hey, 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 hey. It's free music. Yeah. And, uh, We're gonna play it in this yeah. episode right fucking now because it's free music. Yeah, and they play it a couple of times. They really do make use of it, and it's brilliant. I just did want to mention that. Yeah. Also, I do appreciate that for the most part, the rules in this tournament actually do make sense. You can follow, you know, someone who plays the game at home can follow it through and can understand, like, how all the cards are being played and, like, the sequence of events and stuff. So yeah. I appreciate that, wow, like, this is actually one of the more coherent seasons in terms of dueling yeah. yeah okay sorry i i wasn't listening because i can now tell you that while the song right of the valkyries is public domain each individual recording is of it is covered by copyright huh. um so back to the episode i don't know maybe i don't know i mean unless they found i mean well clearly no one has tried to sue them for it so Yu-Gi-Oh is just Yu-Gi-Oh supersedes all copyright laws you know what i feel Screw like the rules i have money I feel like four kids were too cheap to like record a version of it. Yeah, I mean, what do you think that the Japanese version recorded? Of- I don't know. Maybe they just used. A- he, who knows? They just paid the license. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll ne- Maybe we'll never know. Yeah, but yeah, it kind of ends with Ride of the Valkyries playing, and I was, I'm, I was vibing. I was yeah. vibing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so- uh, we've reached the episode break, so how about some Queens of Games? Queens of Games! Uh, Sebastian, we usually talk about video games at this point in the episode. Do you have a video game that you would like to talk about, or anything else? Uh, honestly, um, I'm actually not much of a video game player, but um, I have been... I don't know if Pokemon Go counts, but yeah. uh, I have been playing that a lot, because it's very easy for me to play, and uh, I do respect that they have, in the span of, what, like a month, overhauled their entire brand to be to accommodate, like, staying inside. And, oh, really? Uh, I think, yeah, yeah, I think that's really impressive. They've, um, Shit. Yeah, they've made uh, incense last for uh, for an hour. They've introduced like remote raid battling, and they've increased like the distance that, um, away from a gym that you need to be in order to access it. So huh. I'm, I've been really impressed with how they've handled it because before their entire thing was like go outside, walk around, like, and now yeah, it's, like, that's we fucking can't, we illegal. Can't do that. Yeah, now it's illegal. So um, they've they've done really well, and I've actually been able to keep playing it without very much disruption. So huh. 
It's not, yeah, I've been playing that. It's good. Pokemon stay inside. Yes, exactly. Nice. Dan, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been uh, playing a couple different things, but right now I'm, what I'm trying to focus on is XCOM 2. Uh, I got Chimera Squad, but I feel the obligation to actually install 2. Uh, the, well, actually finished 2. I never finished it originally. I fucked around with the mods a bit. Uh, I had a lot of mods when I was playing last time. I had to make sure I had w the right ones installed and also to save space, get rid of the ones I didn't need. And I've been playing it a bit. Mostly I've just been looking at mods, though. There are a lot of mods for XCOM 2, and I love that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I... Like, uh, just to give an example, they, like, modded in, like, there's just a load of Mass Effect mods for, like, all of the armors from that. And, like, you can even, like, play as, like, certain alien races in, from XCOM in there. It's neat. I know very little about anything you're talking about, but whenever you say the words Mass Effect, I think, ah, yes, the aliens that you can fuck. I mean, that's basically the thing about Mass Effect, isn't it? I don't know anything about Mass Effect. Yeah, that is literally... <laughs> that's my understanding of it as well. I just know there's a guy called Garrus and a woman named Biara, and both of them are, like, romanceable or something like that, and I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I will accept this. Yeah. yeah. They let you fuck the aliens. Yeah, when I originally played Mass Effect, I went out of my way to make sure I got to uh, uh, date Garrus. Hell yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I've, I, I've been playing uh, Final Fantasy VII on my Nintendo Switch. It's, it's kind of confusing, actually, because there's, there's, no, there's like no way for you to like figure out how to play it other than by just sort of it's just it's 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 a weird port, but apart from that, it's very good. I've met my girlfriend Aris, and I'm excited to go introduce her to my other girlfriend Tifa, so that they can be girlfriends. It's gonna be good. Um, Brilliant. I've been just girlfriends. You get two. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's you know all all anyone ever needs in life. Um, maybe three. Um, I don't know. Well, it's it's good. They're all fucking Legos, but I still love them. I love um, that they look like that. They'd like, I like, it was kind of, because I went from, like, I bought the game, like, ages and ages ago, and I was pl playing, like, Zelda Breath of the Wild at the time, and, like, going from Zelda Breath of the Wild to Final Fantasy VII original Lego, it was, like, fucking whiplash. Um, but, like, you get, you get used to it eventually, and I'm, I just, you know, there's a lot of really cool, sort of mechanics the game uses for storytelling and stuff. Um, like, you know, like, sort of little things like when you go on the train, like, the screen shakes and it's all very, like, kind of disorientating. You're like, oh, yeah, fuck public transport. Um, and stuff like that. And it's very good. I still haven't met Sephiroth. Don't know where he is. Waiting to see him. Where is he? Show him to me. I just want to see him. That's about it. I just want to see Sephiroth. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> episode 191 is called Goddess of Monster Destruction. Did I mention that episode 190 was called Junoichi versus Sieg? Beautiful, Beautiful duel. duel. 
Oh, that's a good title. It is a great title. And I, and in the dub, it's called Down in Flames, part one and part two. Yeah. Mm. Because I mean, beautiful... the dub makes the most deliciously terrible puns. Delicious. Mm. Yeah. Chef's um, kiss. Beautiful. I mean, it just makes me think of way people refer to golf as the beautiful game because they're rich bastards. And I'm like, yep, Siegfried is absolutely, I feel like he's absolutely one of those rich Wait. golf fuckers. Wait, people call golf a beautiful game? I only know that about football. Yeah, like... What the hell? I did not know like this. weird rich people doing weird things. I mean, yeah, sounds about right, but... I geez. mean, I guess your favourite game... Final Fantasy VII, it's the beautiful game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what people say about it. Yeah. They Valid. say, look at those Legos, what a beautiful game. <laughs> um, so yeah, episode 191, Goddess of Monster Destruction. What are we in the dub? What, down in flames. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh part two. Of, yes. Why did I even ask? Um. So yeah, we open up. There's like a bunch of lesbians here. Wagner is playing. Um. I just, I just kind of vibed for the first five minutes of these episodes. Um. What actually happens? They all like attack Jimmy. Yeah, they all have special abilities, and his deck combo works really, really well. Um. Like. Um, he has a bunch of, you know, Nibelung's ring, Nibelung's treasure. Um, mm -hmm. Good time. Honestly, most of my notes here are um, about how Siegfried has uh, Utena's exact hair, like the exact teammate cut, the exact length, and which brings me on to a second theory about Siegfried, is that he is a revolutionary girl Utena otaku. A, first of all, he's got the hair. Second of all, He's obsessed with lesbians. Look at his deck. Confirmed. I'm right. Confirmed. Honestly, that's a pretty solid theory. I will support this. Um, <laughs> um, also, have I have I ever... I mean, I don't know. People have probably come on the show to complain about Joey's deck and dueling style, right? Um, For the most part, people on and in and around this podcast kind of stand Joey, actually. Really? Okay, sorry. I hate him. He's a terrible most duelist. Most of us love Joey. Oh, yeah. Okay, so like... He's a fun character. I do like him for that, but his dueling style is absolutely terrible. And yeah. It actually relies on him being terrible because if he were actually ever in a winning position, he would not need to play all of these cards where things could go well or they could go horribly wrong. It just wouldn't make any logical sense. Mm. So his entire style relies on him to be a shit duelist. So yeah. I'm like, I have no respect for you. You're like, not wrong. Yeah. I mean, Kaiba, it everything Kaiba has ever said about him is correct. Like, I actually like this episode because like, he basically loses this duel because his luck, like, he rolls a one and he picks the wrong card. And, like, his luck gimmicks don't hold up. I'm like, exactly. I'm, I, I actually, I feel very, like, validated because, like, all the rest of the duels he's been doing, like, he's like, oh, if I, if, I, if I roll a six, I could just win this duel. But if I roll anything that's not a six, I'll lose this duel. And then he rolls a six and you're like, okay, well, like, where's the, like... Where is the tension? But this kind yeah. of, you know, it reintroduces like that, where it's like, yeah, like, Joey can fuck up a roll, like, his luck does run out. And I just, I like, I like that it, his luck runs out. I like it too, because it proves that, it, it, it makes me feel valid in the sense that I'm like, he has never been a good duelist. So, there you go. He's good, and he's a duelist. Yeah, he, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> One could you know, say that. Okay, he's he's a good boy, but he's not a good duelist. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to mention before we move on that after the Valkyries do their Valkyrieing, 
Uh, Siegfried says, take a brick, my Valkyries. Um, and that's an example of Malum Wulua solidarity, just... Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, when he, yeah, and I think that in the uh, in the dub when he introduces, uh, I think it's Brunhilde. Uh, he says, "Oh, like she enjoys horseback riding and long and long walks on the beach." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, good. Yes, please tell me about. Tell me more. Give me her Tinder profile. Like, let me swipe right on this bitch." Yes, or... exactly. Um, but yeah, um, the duel kind of continues. I wasn't really paying attention mainly because I was doing some Photoshop crimes, uh, which you can find by going to narutohead.band um, but monsters kept going to heaven yeah, um, yeah I love that I love it I, I don't really, know why really they were it. doing it because it wasn't paying attention yeah and uh, in the Japanese I like that he says every time he says you know go to Valhalla it's very dramatic yeah. um, so yeah all of Joey's monsters are heading off to Valhalla they've had enough of whatever this is um, yeah, and then they and then he takes all of their power back later, and it's just it's so great. It's the next the next note I have is whenever one of Joey's dice gimmicks uh, fails for him, like he rolls a one, and he says the line, "Damn, I can't believe I lost at luck." Yep. <laughs> you know, luck. I lost at it. Yeah, that that tends I, to happen when you gamble, Joey. I do like them sort of like bouncing off each other with, like, uh. Like the sort of balance between, between like Siegfried's sheer amount of like damn good cards versus Joey just rolling on luck. Yeah, yeah like they're kind of uh, like a fucking left brain, right brain sort of situation where, you know, Joey's Wait. all instinct and Siegfried is like, I have calculated the odds yeah. exactly. Yeah, where Siegfried actually has all the brain cells. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,. And also, I also have a note that Joey's deck is is basically Tony Bananas's deck from our Pot of Green tournament last year. Like Argyle did it first. He did a well. I mean, he did it twenty years later, but uh, well, whatever. First in the Pot of Green to podcast timeline. Well, fifteen. Well, anyways. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's just using all these. Uh... He's got a full luck build. Yeah. Uh, um, thanks, I hate it. <laughs> but he did, look, look, he gets Siegfried down to 100 life points. You know? Seemed pretty good. Yeah, um, okay, I will give him that. You gotta give him that. Um, yeah, I guess. It's just, God, I just can't stand his dueling style, and it just it really annoys me when he's like, oh, you know, I was runner-up in Duelist Kingdom, or like, you know, I did. I was in the final four in Battle City, and I'm like, yeah, but like, you only got that far because you're a main character, bro. Come on. <laughs> Diagnosed with main character disease. Yeah, seriously. Um, whenever, okay, whenever Joey gets Siegfried down to those 100 life points, he then says the line, your fate is like a candle in the wind, which is a line that people keep saying in this show for some yeah. reason i mean and it's I also don't... because yeah it's also because like Siegfried says oh fate loves me like four times in the japanese so oh, okay yeah. i again wasn't paying that much attention because i was doing photoshop crimes no no that's okay um, but like yeah he says he keeps saying fate loves me and then i think Janochi is just like he just kind of has to find a way to respond to that so yeah your fate is like a candle in the wind so i do i think it's cool yeah, but you know, okay, that one is still under copyright, so they couldn't play it, you know. 
Yeah. Um, but also, yes. um, you know, fate is like a candle in the wind. Well, guess what, Joey? So is luck. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So you know, just just you know, really makes you think. That's all. Um, but yeah, this is pretty much like the end of the episode. Um, Siegfried plays a really cool sword, and Brunhilde becomes a sword lesbian. Oh um, yeah, enchanted sword, right. Nordung, I think. Yeah, yeah. Ride of the Valkyries plays some more. You know, reviving on like a bunch of monsters attack. Yeah. Joey, doesn't she, I think. And doesn't she get up to like five thousand attack points? Like some Something insane like number. That. Yeah. Like it just shows whenever you give a lesbian a sword. She just becomes infinite so power. powerful. Yeah. Infinite power. Um, I do quite like Joey does this like final gamble where he does a play and there's a thing where he gets to pick from one of three cards and if he picks uh, the right one he'll win the duel. Yeah. Um and he loses the duel because he picks the wrong card, which I'm like, okay, that's, that's yeah. like a fun little gamble. That like mm-hmm. if this was a life and death situation, he probably would have picked the right card. Yeah. Um, also I okay, also that choice I actually think was somewhat logical. Because he chooses the middle card, and that is because um, Siegfried has been able to see the top three cards in his deck and then rearrange them in whatever order. And, oh, the, times yeah. that he, and the times that he did that, he always said, put the middle card on top. So I think maybe there was some kind of logic there. He was like, I'm going to pick the middle card because that's the first one that he chose all of the times that he rearranged the cards. Mm. But So I will give him that. So maybe it's just a sign that maybe when Joey actually does try to think, it doesn't go well for him. I mean, as Rebecca said at the start of the episode... Yeah, exactly. Thinking won't help you, Genocchi. Thinking yeah. won't help you. Um, so yeah, he loses the jewel and like uh, Siegfried like, walks off and there's like a pink rose motif yeah. that flies in front of the screen. I'm like, are you fucking Yutena Otaku? Of course. Um, yeah. And um, uh, in the dub he says, you know, a rose is a rose and a loser is a loser. And it's... Okay, thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> And then he just leaves he was, by throwing the rose behind. If he was better lit, I think I'd like him more. I'm just... I'm not vibing quite yet. I like hearing Ride of the Valkyries, like, every 15 minutes. Yeah, me too. But... Yeah. That's, that's about it. That's and, pretty much yeah. all I've got for this episode. Although, uh, okay, I don't know if this is, like, the right place to bring this up or whatever, but uh, I do kind of low-key ship Segan Kaiba. Okay... I mean, I'm not, I, I would need. I need. I need to see them interact a bit more. Oh yeah. Like, um, oh yeah. Yeah. They, it's later on in the season. They definitely do that. It's uh, very amusing. Don't know. I'm. I'm here. I'm here. And I'm here. And you right here. I'll. I'll. I'll reconsider and get back to you on this one. Okay. Yeah. So let I'll me know what you think. Yeah. I. I'm sensing that they have history. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. They go oh, way yeah. back. Um. So, uh, shall we move on to post-show segments? Sure. Dad, do you yeah. have a do you have one for us, or should we do? Questions? Yeah, I do have one. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. What? Oh no, I just I just I was just excited for the post-show segment. Okay, so we're doing uh, Queen's Games. <laughs> or, no, not we're not. Queen's Games. I I, I meant <laughs> to say Beyond Dune World. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Two So for this week's Beyond Two World, I decided to look up uh, the new voice actor Mokuba has this season. Oh uh, yeah, he hit puberty, didn't he? Yeah, 
he sounds like he hit puberty. Oh. Uh, so, uh, his voice actor for this season is Carrie Karanen. Uh, Carrie Karanen grew up in Michigan. Uh, she was always involved in acting, though in high school she was more active in sports. She she started uh, auditioning in 2003 for the uh, Teenage Mutant Nerd Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. The Teenage Newton Meadle Teetles. Uh, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Mokuba did indeed get a new voice actor in this series in this season. Uh, she also got some roles in po- in the Pokemon TV series. Uh, eventually, uh, the actress who was normally playing Mokuba moved to LA, and uh, she decided to uh, replace Mokuba's VA. Uh, Tara Sands, for the record, Four Kids is a New York-based company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, she wasn't sure about it, but Eric Stewart like said she was the right person for the job and vouched for her to play the part. And uh, she would continue to do a lot of like VA stuff. It it I swear I read this earlier. I'm not sure where I found it before, but. I swear to God, it said that she was, like, part of her, like, doing a bunch of anime dubs was that she happened to, like, have a degree in, like, have a minor in Japanese. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah. Which helped a lot. Uh, she's been in a lot of stuff over the years. Like, like her most iconic roles, like, overall are probably... A bit more recent, though, there's Mommy from Madoka, and... Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, wow. Oh my gosh, it's the same, wow. Yeah. From the she was Mommy and Madoka and all that stuff. Uh, she's Satsuki Kir- Kiryuin in... Yeah, from Shit, Kill Yeah, Kill. that's some... That's some oh, that's from Kill the Kill. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, what the like, hell? That's the same, wow. Oh, wow, my mind is yeah, blown. Yeah, uh... She's also made some recent appearances as Caroline and Justine in the in Persona Five. Uh, I'm just digging around for notable roles. There are a lot of roles here, but I'm just gonna try to stick to the big ones. Uh, oh, she was Misato in the redubs of Evangelion for Netflix. Damn. Yeah. Huh. Fuck. Yeah. Respect. Those are just some of the Respect. biggest roles. So uh, Tara Sands was fucking right when she was like, hey, this bitch, this bitch can do it. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks. Fuck yeah. Thank uh, you for your service. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, thank you for looking um, at Um, We have some questions. We have a question from the Discord Didn't from... Is this Morgue? Yeah, this is Morgue. He says, uh, is Siegfried hot? Yes. Yes. How is this? Why, why is well, this I mean, for, for one, he's dealing in the lava. So, I can't believe you need But to he's ask also this. hot. Um, he may yeah, cut definitely. instant hot. Exactly. Um, and I don't like. I don't think. I think that's it because we only. I feel. Yeah. You know what? I mean, I feel like we should put out like a kind of like a poll or something of like mm, you know who's the best dressed video villain. Because all of them have like you know they all do have pretty distinctive. Um, interesting styles and uh, i would really i mean having said that really like to see what Siegfried looks like 
the product of a drawfy episode titled We Draw Knockoff Yu-Gi-Oh! Villains. Mm-hmm. But he also does look very good. Hmm. Yeah. I'm proud of the Drawfy team on this one. He looks amazing. Thanks, Drawfy. Uh, Thanks, Drawfy. <laughs> uh, question two. Are you mad at me for stealing your co-host today? Uh, hey, I- 2020 is the year of all Pot of Greed hosts start a different podcast. I think yeah. we're still waiting on Elliot to start their the Ace Attorney one, which was oh. called Pod Save Japanifornia. Oh yeah, you know it, may, it, may, it might come. It might come. It might yeah, come. Yeah, like so. I've got the Sonic Shuffle. You've got uh, Never Believe It. Uh... Hey, Morg, actually, you've stolen two of our co-hosts. So. Oh, I guess so, huh? Yeah. Oops. Um. And I don't. I don't actually have the Twitter on my the uh, uh, desktop, so I don't think we have any more questions. I didn't make a post on on uh, Twitter about it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's all the questions. Yeah, well, I also I also didn't make a post on Twitter. I actually wasn't. Wow, I kind yeah, of completely same. forgot oh, well. about the question segment. Um, oh, that's a shame. Cool. Do we have anything else to say about these episodes? About Siegfried? About the life and legacy of the uh, homosexual Yu-Gi-Oh villain aesthetic? Hmm. I I am thinking about like. Yu-Gi-Oh! villains over the course of the series, at least the ones I know, uh, I... For some reason, I'm drawing a blank on a lot of them, but... Who we I got? do remember, we got? like... Okay, f- in, in order, it's like Pegasus, um, Marek, Bakura, uh, Noah, if he counts. Um, yeah, I couldn't, Noah. Yeah, Noah's, like, minor antagonist tier, it's fine. Um, Darts, Siegfried, and then uh, everyone from the Egypt arc. I think yeah. you can put them all on a sliding scale from trash goblin to drag queen. Yeah. And they're all somewhere in between there. Okay. So on a scale of Noah to Siegfried. I was thinking of it on a scale of like Nasty Bakura to Siegfried. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because Bakura kind of like does look he like have he. remarkable fashion sense, but his personality is very much. He's very over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike, you know, we've got kind of Siegfried, followed by Pegasus, followed by Darts. I think so. Maybe yeah. Kaiba. Then it would probably go Noah. Mar- well, actually, Marek. Uh, does... no, I put, put Marek Mar- um, up higher because he has that kind He's... of cape and crop top and motorcycle thing yeah, going on. The jewelry, is, the eyeliner. Oh, fuck the eyeliner. Yeah. You oh, know what? Yeah. I'm, so, I'm putting him right beside. Marek. I'm putting him right behind Siegfried on the towards drug queen end of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'd move Marek up higher. Mm-hmm. Then Noah, then, then Bakura. Yeah, then Noah, then Bakura. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah okay. All right. Yeah. We haven't really but met yeah. Alexander the Great yet. Don't know if he's an antagonist. Could be a, just a. Can't remember what he looks like. Oh yeah, okay, that. Sorry, I completely forgot about that entire. That was a really, that's a really interesting kind of arc, I guess. Yeah. Can't... Yeah. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, okay. So episode. Um, uh, Sebastian, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sebastian UA, so all one word, um, and UA is spelled Y-U-E. Cool. Is there anything like else you want to plug? 
Um, Honestly, um, not right now. Although, like, I am kind of, I am writing a couple of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, like, I'm write- I'm taking part in like a source book, and uh, I'm also writing my own adventure that will be released uh, sometime later this year. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Well, y'all check it out, Dan. You can find me at a lot of places. So I've made a link tree. Uh, you can go to linktr.ee slash Mike underscore Dawson with a zero. Uh, from there, you can find my Twitter. You can find my art stuff. You can find the other podcasts I'm on, like the Sonic Shuffle, a holistic and random Sonic lore p- podcast where we change topics every week, and Stranger's Fiction, a one-shot actual play podcast. I've been on a couple episodes recently. I... I've been on enough that I would consider myself a regular. Mm-hmm. And, and also there's my uh, comedy blog, at Xbox underscore holiday, where we celebrate holidays with Xbox. Uh, uh, happy uh, happy International Workers Day, Xbox. That was very recent. Uh, yeah. it, oh, also just want to... Should we talk about the Cup of Greed? Hi, it's me, it's Sarah. I'm time traveled here from the future because at the time of recording, we didn't know what we were going to do with the Cup of Greed, but we do now, and we recorded an announcement, which is the last podcast episode in this RSS feed. Go and listen to that, and you will find out all the details that you need to know for the second annual Cup of Greed, beginning on the 4th of June, June, running to the 11th of June with hot duels sonas and personalities coming together in a clash of cards. That's the the ninth Game of Thrones book. Look forward to it coming 3040. Bye. Back to the episode. Uh, yeah, so where can we find you, Sarah? Cool, you can find me, everyone on the internet, at Sarah Mook Costumes. You can find my other podcast. Uh, the last one which was released is Very Cursed uh, at narutohead.com band um and that's about it never believe it gamers never believe it uh oh yeah and you can find the podcast on twitter at pod of pod of pod of what's our fucking twitter pod of gradecast not podcast pod of gradecast on twitter pod of grade.tumblr.com go to kaiba.online to have a good time and um stay inside pokemon stay inside gamers good night i love you and now i will lie myself this time I lay myself face down and end my turn. Sorry, I thought I just felt like I'd get a little bit into it there. All right, bye. Farewell. Bye. I won't be thanking you for listening, but this has been Pod of Greed, a first-rate podcast with first-rate hosts. You can catch us next time. Now, blue eyes, away. I'm playing the whole song and you can't stop me.